You are watching Christ's Commission Fellowship. Changing lives for eternity. Now, since we're doing a series on extraordinary, and this is about people, who, ordinary people from the Scripture, whom God used extraordinarily because of His being the extraordinary God. Now, listen to this. We're not just after seeing people, wow, we just also want to be like them. And the truth is, we are like them. We are ordinary people. They also commit mistakes. They also fell. They stumbled. But somehow, God used them. And God is very much willing to make use you and me. Now, just tell the person next to you, God wants to use you. Now, do you really believe that? That God wants to make use of you? Now, now this is the point. God is not just after tell, oh, that somehow, somehow encouraging and inspiring everyone. You see, you will become extraordinary. The, real, the point is this. Even if you persevere in the midst of breaking circumstances without encountering God, without encountering Jesus, you will still eventually die. You remain ordinary. This is not about just achieving extraordinary feat in this world. It is really understanding that our lives would be prepared for eternity that we are accomplishing something that God has designed for each one of us forever. That is the point. This is why when we go through breaking experiences and somehow we, 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 we try to persevere, and yet if we did not encounter Jesus himself, we remain ordinary. The point of the process of breaking, the point of the process of brokenness is for us to realize that we are nothing without God. Are you following? So this is the point that we want to discuss. And in fact, if you look at all the characters that we studied, they all emphasize about Jesus. And for those who are in the Old Testament, they were looking forward to the prom for the coming of Jesus. For example, last week we discussed about Job. Look at what he said. Even during the time when he was in pain, look at what he said. As for me, I know, look at the words, that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will take his stand on the earth. Even during the process that he was conversing and discussing his pain with his friends, he was saying, no, my Redeemer lives. And one day at the last, he will take his stand on the earth. What, what a wonderful, uh, no, as in, he was looking forward. And in fact, if you look at John the Baptist, for example, going back to our first character that we discussed, look at his words. He must increase. It was not an option. Jesus must increase. And we must decrease. It's not a choice. It is a must for us to decrease. Now, the more we try to increase ourselves, the more we lose the joy of living, the joy the, of really finding the real meaning to life. Now, let me just, I used this several times in the past, but let me just ask you this. This is when John the Baptist emphasized that he must increase. He was just emphasizing his real reason of existence. Now, how many of you know Frankenstein? Can I see your hands, please? Oh, yes. Now, Frankenstein, according to her, is a scientist. No, 
Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein is a scientist. But oftentimes, we remember Frankenstein as the monster. Tama ba? Monster. Why was he a monster? Because he did not live according to the design of his creator. Now, the reason why most of us are becoming monstrous at home, monstrous in the office, monstrous at the, in the street, because we're not living out to increase Jesus. We're thinking and focusing on ourselves. Amen po? Tingnan nyo. For example lang, when you get home, the first thing that you're asking, where's my food? What did you prepare? Hinahanap mo agad. Okay, you just choose whatever you want there on the table. Eh, isa lang to ah. Tuyo lang. Or you choose whether you will eat or not. Not a joke lang. Then you'll get angry. What's the problem with this? Did I not give you money for, for the food? And then the wife, who will also be selfish, focusing on, on herself, will get angry and become a Frankenstein herself. Tama? Then the children, obviously, they will all be trying to, 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 to get everything from you. Para sila mga parasites. Oh, mommy, I need this. Mommy, I need this. Mommy, I, daddy, I need this. Ah. Yeah? So they're becoming all monstrous. Now listen to this. So you tell the person next to you, please don't be a Frankenstein. Now that's why when God brings us to the process of brokenness, which is so painful but necessary, it reminds us that we are not the center of the universe, but Jesus. Jesus is the center of the universe. So these people, they were looking forward to the coming of Jesus. Now, this is something wonderful. You see, Jesus was broken actually and spilled out for us. Remember this. It's not about our brokenness. It's about that God was broken even before the foundation of the world, when He was setting its plan to create the world and thinking about all of us, He knew that what part of that plan we would fall. And He knew also that there's only one way to, be solved that pro to solve that problem, and that is for Him to be broken for us. So today, we'll be talking about Jesus. Since this is Christmas, we'll talk about extraordinary Christmas centering on Jesus. Now, considering that you see, the whole Bible, would, I know, we need to study the whole Bible to understand Jesus, so be, be prepared up to 6 o'clock, okay? <laughs> now, my first point will be discussed on this service, the second will be later in the second service, and the third and the fourth, so you can stay, okay? <laughs> now, just to give you an overview, for example, Genesis, he's the creator, seed of the woman. Exodus is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus is the high priest. In Numbers is the pillar of cloud. Obviously, if you are to read every book of that Bible, he speaks about Jesus. Jesus was the extraordinary who became ordinary that you and, might, that you and I might become extraordinary. Now, let me rephrase it for, our, for the purpose of our discussion for this morning. Jesus, who is too big to measure, became too small to accept that we might become big time with Him. Okay, Ben? Hey, Jesus, who is too big to measure, became too small to accept that we might become big time with Him. You see, what God requires of us is for us to celebrate it extraordinarily. Now, listen to this. If, how, do, how will you celebrate Christmas in an extraordinary way? See, yeah? 
Pakikausap nga yung katabi nyo. Sabi mo sa tayo mo, gising asan dali. <laughs> now, how would you, ano, how, how can you have, how can you celebrate, how, how do you celebrate your Christmas? Yeah, pag-isip mo nga. Then, what will make your Christmas extraordinary? Now, talk to the person next to you. Palagay ko naman, isa nyo, kamag-anak nyo yung katabi nyo, di ba? Kung hindi naman, masarap naman din kausap, tama? Isa ay say hi. Mag- magkakagalit ba kayo? <laughs> hindi kayo nagpapansinan. Ako sabi niya katabi niyo. O magkakaibigan kayo, magkakabarkada, you came here. Di ba? Iba sa inyo, walang katabi. Kausapin niyo kahit palayo lang konte. Sige po, I'm seeing you from up, up, up here. Really? Kausapin niyo. How do you celebrate your Christmas? What will you do to make it extraordinary? Sige? Just share it. Share your idea. Ayan. <laughs> yung iba nagingitian lang eh. <laughs> yung iba naman, tinignan yung katabi, pinagtawanan ay tulog. <laughs> Walang ganyan, masama yun. Huwag niyong, huwag niyong tawanan yung natutulog. Pagod yan. Imagine, they have so many Christmas parties, di ba? The traffic is so heavy, they came home late, then they had to wake up early, then they have to come and attend the morning service, they still have so many appointments later, kaya they need to rest now. So give them time! Okay? <laughs> give them time. Now listen, Listen, in order for us you see, to, ex- to, to experience the extraordinary Christmas, our topic today is, I entitled this, Receive the Big Surprise, Share the Extraordinary Christmas. Our celebration should not only be one time. The celebration should be for a lifetime. Are you following? Something extraordinary. A celebration that will own, not only for a few moments, but something that you will bring home for the next of your, as in for, for, for the next years to come. Now, I remember I woke up one day, I was praying to the Lord, and just, I just started singing to the Lord, You're all I want for Christmas. Lord, Ikaw lang gusto ko sa Pasko. And you're all my dream come true. Diba? Ang sarap nang kinakanta mo si Jesus, tama ba? Then, as I was singing that song, I was really crying, saying, God, thank you. You know what? Because people, if you, up, if you happen to attend and you have a big time celebration, obviously that celebration will leave an imprint into your heart. Your mind, will be, your mind would be affected. Your emotion would be affected. Your, in fact, your life would be affected. Tama? As soon as you leave that celebration, you would say, wow, that's something wonderful. You cannot forget it. In fact, one night, there was a group of shepherds. They were looking at the ship. That was an ordinary night. Then all of a sudden, as they were watching their flock, perhaps they were just waiting for some of the sheep to bear, to, to give birth to the to their lambs and to take care of them, perhaps for the the preparation of the Passover, and they were there. That was an ordinary night. They were just use, usually doing that. Then all of a sudden, an angel, an angels appeared, as in telling them, come on, you, you go to this place, and you will see a baby wrapping a, in, wrapping, wrapping a cloth in a manger as a sign. It was something extraordinary. So when they saw the baby, wow! And look at the effect to them. Look at the effect to them. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen just as had been told them. As in, wow, this is something exciting. The same thing with this wise men coming from the east. They were willing to travel very far. Even to, they might even be attacked by, by bad people along the way. 
they, but they were willing to travel that long just to, to seek and to see the, the king of the Jews who were, who were to be born. And you know what happened? They were very surprised when they got there. Even the king did not know about it. The people were busy with their own lives. They were not aware that there was a king that was born. Then even those who supposedly knew, the scribes and the Pharisees, they exactly know from the scripture where Jesus was to be born, but they never got bothered to go and look for that baby. And yet, look at them. When they saw the baby, look at the effect on them after coming into the, into the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These gifts are really gifts for kings. Gifts that are also related to their worship. Now, why is that so important? Because this is the effect when you truly understand what this Christmas is really all about. This must be the effect to all of us. We must, there must be something that will happen to all of us that would say, well, this is really extraordinary. You see, nowadays, we just usually celebrate our Christmas in a very ordinary way. Christmas sales, tama? Christmas bonus, Christmas gifts. Have you not noticed that only this occasion that we give to, to each other gifts, birthdays, Father's Days, Mother's Days, and other other days, we just give to a specific person. But for Christmas, then sometimes even if you don't want to, they will force you with an exchange gift. Exchange gift! They will require you or you bring something for an exchange gift. So talagang nire-require pa. And we do that in a... No, parang, oh, sige na. No, we, we are also bothered thinking of how to prepare food for our guests. Yung iba naman, di ba, they're thinking of just giving small cards. And there was a woman who was so in a hurry at the last minute. Went, she went to the, the, to the department store and because she had no time to even read, he took a box of, ano, of Christmas cards just to be sent to, his, to her friends. Like, well, 49 of them. So he signed the, the card and sent them as in the audience. He was saying, ah, hallelujah. Thank God I've done it all. Then there was a lot, one leftover card that went out during the day of Christmas. He just looked at it and read it. This is just a token and a reminder that a little gift will follow. She did, not read the, she did not read the message and said, what? <laughs> you know, so, don't, so some people, they're like that. They were just, they were no longer thinking. They're just doing, they just go with the process. No, friends, this is what God wants us to understand. Let me repeat this again, and this will be our message. Even if you do sleep a little later, at least you, you would remember this. Jesus, who is, read it with me. Jesus, who is too big, to, to measure, became too small to accept the, that we might become big time with Him. Remember the word big. Big. Say it to me. Big. 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 Now, these are the three words. The big baby, the big issue, and the big gift. Okay, man? This is something for you. This is something that God has prepared long time ago. This is a big celebration for all of us. Now, listen to this. The big baby, what does it mean? You need to understand that this baby was not just born on the first Christmas day. He was given to us. In Isaiah, he tells us this. 
As in, from the past, before the day of his birth, from the past, hundreds of years before, he already prophesied for the coming of the child. If a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulder. And look at the description. His name will be called what? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Now, he was already telling this. In fact, even two chapters earlier, he already said this, that therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a sign and will call him Emmanuel. So going back to Isaiah 9, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From then on and forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Now listen, listen. This idea of this baby to be given to us this was pre-planned by God even before the creation of the world. In fact, when men fell into sin, from Genesis, he already promised that the seed of a woman, not a man because every one of us was born with a man, that the seed of a woman, not with, it is a, a seed without a man, right? he would be born from this virgin. And he said, he was telling us, and he will destroy the, the enemy. That was the prophecy. Then eventually he kept on reminding the Israelites that he would be coming. Why is that so? Because these people, imagine they were enslaved for so many long years. They were enslaved in Egypt, and when they, God gave them the opportunity to have their own kingdom, they disobeyed the Lord. They did not regard him as holy and worthy of their obedience. Then God allowed them to be enslaved again by whom? By Assyria, by the Babylonian, by the Medes, by the Persian, by the Greeks, and even by the Roman Empire. Now imagine thousands of years. God was already telling them, I will bring salvation to you. Obviously, if you are people at that time who are captive, can you imagine you're looking for a day? When will this end? Now imagine you po ba yun? And to some of us, we are also having those kind of problems. When will this end? Some of you, you were asking, Lord, another Christmas is, oh, is over, and I'm still unmarried. And I'm getting older. Lord, okay ba yun? Maybe to some of you, you were longing to have a, chill, to have a child. Lord, another Christmas, and I'm getting 40. Wala pa rin kaming baby. Are you following? Iba naman sa inyo, you're asking God, we are still working so hard and yet we do not even have a financial breakthrough up to today. Are you really true in your promise? Lord, I've been preaching for so many years now and still looking for people who would not sleep. <laughs> How many Christmases, Lord? So imagine they were losing hope. Thousands of years. Let's just give you, for example, Chuck Missler beautifully said this. You know, in Genesis 5, you would see this. Adam, the father of Seth. Seth, the father of Enos. Enos, the father of Kenan. Kenan has a twin brother, Kaliwa. <laughs> ah, joke lang, joke lang. Nitingnan ko lang, gising pa kayo. Okay, gising pa. Now, then Kenan, the father of Mahalael. Then the father of Jared, the father of Enoch. Then father of Methuselah. 
and the father of Lamech, the father of Noah. You see, friends, these names, they were not just being given for the sake of having names or why it looks beautiful. Oftentimes, the Hebrew people, when they give names, they have meanings. They have real meanings. And surprisingly, when Adam, the meaning was, in Hebrew, man, from the word Adoma. Then Seth, from the word appointed. Remember, he was said, God appointed another son to me, Seth. And Enosh, yes, meaning mortal. Because this is the time, at this time, people began to rebel against God. And the, the issue of death became real. And, more, and then Canaan, the sorrow, as in, they become so miserable because so maybe perhaps they named the, the, the baby as in Canaan because of the misery that they're going through. Then, by that time, perhaps they began to seek for God. And, God, and they named him Mahalael, the blessed God, the blessed God. Then, then, he named the, the, his son Jared, shall come down. Then Enoch at that time, the preacher, of, uh, the, the preacher began teaching. This, his name is teaching. Then he said, and he was telling the world, he was telling the, the world at that time that they would be judged. They would be judged until, I mean, until the, the death of Methuselah. So his death shall bring. So then Lamech, the despairing, the despairing, they were so despaired. And Noah's name is comfort. When you put all of this together, if you would, then you read that particular series of genealogy in that particular chapter, you would be surprised. This is what it means. If you are to put this in a sentence, it's like saying, man appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring the despairing comfort. They knew that all along. They knew that. They knew and they understood that really well for, the Christian, for, the, for those people. They knew that. And they were expecting, when will this happen? We are waiting and nothing is happening. Perhaps to some of them, they already lost hope. This will no longer be, this no longer be true. But though they did not see God working, God eh, does not stop working. Waymaker, remember? No, look at what happened. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. Now listen, this is something beautiful. Isn't it, friends, if you think that God has forgotten you, how many Christmases have passed? If you think that somehow God doesn't care about you, doesn't care about your life, remember, God is working. Even if you do not see Him working, He never stopped working. That's why we, are, we remembered Jesus who was born on Christmas. Lord, thank you that you are still working. Thank you that you're doing something. There. Even without me knowing it, I know you're doing something because you are faithful to your words. And this is what had happened. Then to a virgin, an ordinary night, all of a sudden to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. He's having of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. See, he kept on emphasizing virgin, virgin. Why? And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. What? He, she was confused about the greetings. She was perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. <gasps> Obviously, Nowadays, when they took up angels, they imagine angels as a cute little baby with a little wings and say, hello. No, those angels are fearsome. I don't know how, how we can describe them, but we know that they're different. 
Because every time, if you, if you notice that in the Bible, every time an angel would appear, do not be afraid. He was saying, do not be afraid. Don't ever believe someone would come in and oh, I'm an angel from the from heaven. Oh, so cute. In the Indian angel. Ano yan? Duende. <laughs> the real angel. Now, listen to this. Now, say something. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. What? Don't, don't you understand? I'm a virgin. How can I conceive a son? I'm not. You see, look, look, look at this. Look at her answer. He will be great, and I will be called the sons of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Remember the prophecy? And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Now, Mary said to them, how can this be since I am a virgin? Now, just as Isaiah said, he is wonderful counselor. We need wisdom. We don't understand what to do next. Sometimes with all our celebration, after the celebration, we would, pour, would again sit down and begin to compute how many expenses we had. And we say, what? The bonus was not enough. Hello? Anjan ka pa? Ano nang gagawin ko next year? Where am I going now? But God is saying, I'm giving you. I'm just not, I'm giving you something even beyond what a man, man can conceive. You cannot even think about it. Imagine a virgin will conceive without having sex. She will conceive a baby. Now that's impossible. Yes, because nothing is impossible with God. Now let's continue. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. It's not about you anymore. It's now about, you see, God who is at work in you. Are you following? Now listen, and for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Wow, amazing. He is indeed the wonderful counselor. Not only that he is the wonderful counselor, he is our protector. Remember the words, the mighty God? The word mighty in Hebrew, it means a, a hero, a champion who would give his life just to protect us. That's why he is the knight of a shining armor. Now, remember this. In our world today, who are, sino, sino sa inyo hindi natatakot? Hearing people being abducted left and right. Iba-ibang fake news. Tama ba? Some of us, we're so afraid for our children. Enough, be cruel enough. So you, have, you are forced to bring them to school. Tama? Kulang na lang, you attend their classes too. Because you're afraid that somebody would offer them drugs. This candy is good for you. Then you would say... Kulang na lang, as if, if you can only sit with, your, you know, with their classmates so that they would be protected. Ganun na yung ating mundo. But remember this, our God is the mighty God. And He's not only mighty, willing to die for you, willing to protect you, He is the everlasting Father. He wants to be personally related with you. He wants to be intimate with you. Yes, in the world that we have today, so many fatherless, as in they could not, they, they are very distant from their parents, distant from their, especially for their fathers. Lalo na sa Pilipinas, we have so many absentee fathers. They're working abroad. Kawawa yung mga bata. So, some of them, they could, not, they could not do well in school. Some of them, they do not even know what a father looked like. Kahit kung ano-ano na iniisip nila. Diba? Kaya, anong gagawin nila? 
And here God is telling us, I am the everlasting Father. If you don't know what a father is, then look at me. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will be your father. Then, then God did not stop there. I am the Prince of Peace. When the word shalom is expressed, it is economic peace, it is financial peace, as in physical peace, spiritual peace, all, every peace that you need in life, He's giving it because He's the Prince of Peace. Pasarap. Can you imagine this is the baby who was born? Every time you remember that Jesus was born, on the first Christmas day, remember this. He is offering all of your fears to be taken away from you. One day, He will make a new heaven and new earth, and He would be the leader, who would be the king, who will bring justice, who will be the king, who will bring us in order. You go to our different countries, everyone, there were chaos. Bakit? Tami natatakot. Hindi lang takot. May earthquake pa. And lugi sila, they don't have someone who can stop it. Buti na lang sa Pilipinas, we have Him. Diba? Amazing. Diba? Kaya, but the truth is this, only God can stop earthquake. Only God. Nagkakanindihan? Yun ang, 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 sa atin parang, Lord, thank you. Kaya, Every time you experience those, remember Christmas, remember Christmas, remember Christmas. Jesus is here with me. He is Emmanuel. Are you following? Now, God is not only a concern about our lives here on earth because somehow there's a real bigger issue. There's a bigger issue. And here's the issue. Remember the big issue. What's the issue? Now, let's go back. But when the fullness of the time came, you see, God has already planned this. He has, he has this in mind. God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. He wrote the law, but He's not above the law. He made Himself under the law. He has to submit to the law. He has to fulfill the law for all of us. Why? Now listen to this. If Paul, who used to be a religious terrorist, would eventually become followers of Jesus and would say this, that when he read the Scripture, he found out, wow, God came at the right time. Are you following? Now, if, if he also wrote Hebrews, because nobody really knows whether he wrote Hebrew or not. Some scholars said he did not write Hebrew. But supposing he wrote Hebrew, this is also what he said. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Now, let's stop it there. Look at this. Because you are flesh and blood, because you and I are flesh and blood, he also partook the same. What does it mean? Imagine, imagine. You belong to the kingdom. Then you love someone who is from the shanty. What will you do? to get that, the attention, to get that woman. you be like that person. Tama ba? Either way. Tama? So it's easier for him to go down than the from the farm shanty to go up. Tama? Now, itong ganyari. You need to understand that this Jesus, from John's perspective, from John's genealogy, he said, in the beginning, in other words, from eternity past, was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God. He was God. Now, tulit tayo. 
He was in the beginning with God, and he said, all things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So what John is saying, everything is created by him and through him. Are you following? Andyan pa kayo? Ang lapit, ang lapit ng tingin niya. Ulit, ulit. Tayo, tayo, tayo. Tayo. Since I'm standing, you partake. Ayan, ayan. Okay? Now, you may sit down. <laughs> okay, wala. Ginising ko lang kayo. Now, now, listen. It's like this. Since you're sitting, I will sit also. Tama ba? Since you're sleeping, I will also sleep. Sabi ni Jesus, He partook the same. Now, that's why, though He was the Creator, look at this, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Wow! Can you imagine? God who was from eternity past became like us. Now, how sure you are that this is Jesus? Tingnan nyo, ha? Begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, let's go to verse 17. For the laws given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through whom? Jesus Christ. Naintindihan po? Amazing. Now, listen to this. Try to imagine God who is the creator of everything. Just imagine the vastness of the universe. Now, try to imagine, let's use this as an illustration. Tingnan nyo, ha? Imagine... Kaya lang nung limit ng mind natin. To the level of our limits. Imagine this. Imagine that this is God. Lapit ka. Sige, extend yung, extend yung. Ang haba, no? It is now beyond us, tama? Then imagine that you will make, that He will make Himself limited by being put in a case like this as human. Na-imagine nyo? Ang hirap, no? I could not imagine. In fact, if I put this in, I cannot. But somehow, God made Himself, the God who is transcendent, He made Himself from Pastor Ricky, eh, Pastor Erwin, He made Himself imminent, as in, He put Himself a boundary. For what? Because He wants to commune with us. You see, I was imagining, sige, okay na muna kayo. Babalik kayo mamaya, ha? Pababalik kayo mamaya. Kasi sa inyo na sila nakatingin, eh. No. no. Isipin niyo tumabuti. I was imagining, if I was God, if I were God, I would do something spectacular. Diba? I would do something like, boom! There would be fireworks, diba? Then I would say, Everybody, gather! Everybody, wake up! Then obviously, with thunders, lightning, impossible, hindi ka matulala ganyan. Kasi God say, tama, if I wants everybody to repent, He would just say, come! And He will line up all leaders from different countries and would say, every one of you, kneel down. It just say, but he did not do that because he did not come to scare us. He came just like how we came into the world. A baby. Sino ang hindi natatakot? Sino matatakot sa baby? But when you say baby, kahit kulang isang tenga, yun ang cute, cute. Diba sa totoo lang? With all the abnormalities of a baby, 
you would always be attracted to you. Oh, so cute. The baby's so beautiful. Kahit balik tada mo ka. Pag sa iba niya mabuti. Bakit? It's a baby. So attractive. No, God does not. God, does, God wants us to understand that whatever you're going through, you're depressed today. You're 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 confused. I understand you. I went through the same. You, you struggle with temptation. I was also tempted, but I did not sin. But you see, I know exactly what you're going through in life. You don't know how to relate with your children. Then I knew that because I have a father too. He left me earlier. He died earlier. I was a carpenter. I also, uh, perhaps I can also, ha- I also have a, a nice muscle because I was working hard. But you know what? I know what you are going through in life. And I want you to understand that the God you're serving is a God who truly cares and He can sympathize with you. He knows your insecurity. He knows that. He became human just like us. But beside that, He knows something that we do not know. And this is what He said. Look at this. Therefore, since the children he partook of the same, the true death, he might render powerless him whom who had the power of death. That is the devil. We have an enemy. The devil, it's beyond us. Are you following? And might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. Now listen again. How many of you are afraid of death? Can I see your hands, please? Yes, even for those on the upper balcony. So for those who are not raising their hands, you're not afraid to die, right? Tama? Okay. How many of you are afraid to lose money? That you would not have anything, as in you become zero. Sino? Can I see your hands, please? So you mga hindi nagtaas, you're not afraid, tama ba? Because you had nothing from the very beginning. Tama? Okay, so you're used to it. You're used to it. Okay. Now listen, the reason why I asked you that, now, how many of you wants to be recognized somehow? Recognized. At least we greeted by anybody. Obviously. So every one of us, we want to be greeted. We want to be recognized. We want to experience some form of pleasure. We want to have some money so that we can buy what we dream to have. Tama? Tama ba? Why? Because we know that our lives here on earth is limited. We are enslaved by death. Are you following? Sometimes we work so hard because we're afraid that somehow if we don't have enough money, then in case of emergency, we would not have enough. Then we would die. That is part of the slavery of death. Now the truth is this, in everyone's heart, God plays eternity. So whether you admit it or not, you know for a fact that there is life after death. Even if you keep on denying the, the truth about it, even if you keep on ignoring the prompting from your heart that there is eternity after your death here on earth, God has already placed that in you. Now, there is something that we don't understand when we die. Some people, in fact, there was a, there was a time I ministered to about a 100-year-old lady, and they were telling me, she still doesn't want to die. Obviously, nobody... Nobody in his right mind would, would, would want to die right away. Tama ba? For example, even if you do, are not afraid to die, you don't want that to happen today. Tama? Gusto mo, mamaya, at least bukas. Diba? Hindi yung agad. Sa totoo lang. Diba sa atin, sa atin, we even cry, oh, but po kami iniwan. Itulak mo, galit siya. Kasi we don't want that to happen right away. Somehow, 
we are still, there is some point in our mind that this question, what will happen? Are you following? Unless somehow there's faith in us na galing sa Diyos, mami, I can explain. But look at this. The reason why he did that, because nobody really understands except from one who came from heaven. Are you following? And here is Jesus Christ. When he was here, he was explaining this to people. He wants everybody to prepare about their death. Now, we are so familiar with the story, but let's just review this again. Now, there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen and joyously living in splendor every day. The truth is this. This is our dream. Tama? We want somehow to wear something luxurious. In fact, we want something with signature. Some people, since they could not afford, they will just buy fake ones. Because we want, still want to tell people, look, are you following? Look this, look. We want to tell people that I have, may dating ako kahit wala akong datong. I don't know how to say that in English. Parang, basta. Parang I have an arrival without arriving. Ganun ba yun? Now listen, listen. Now, here is Jesus Christ telling us, but on the other hand, yes, that might be your dream to the point of sometimes you, can, you take advantage of people, sometimes you mistreat your employees. Just because of this dream, we want to live a pleasurable life. And there was also another side, a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. And besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. We don't want this. Imagine, he was just begging for food. And even the wild dogs, these are not domesticated, would lick his sores. Kadiri. In English, yikes. That's yucky. Anyway, then, now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Whoa, that's the bad news. Whether you're rich or poor, you'll die. No exemption. When we were younger, because I grew up in a poor family, if our relatives would go to the, to the hospital, we would say, Kung may pera lang, di sana siya namatay. Now I realize that I'm old. Listen, kahit may pera, namamatay din. Will you please tell the next person next to you? Everybody dies. And you might be the next. Hindi natin alam. Ang dami namamatay pag Pasko. Heart attack. Sa katakawan. Sa totoo lang. Kaya nga, don't you, don't, you, don't you notice that? That people want you to die early? They're giving you sweets? A lot of sweets. Nga? Lahat na lang binagad. Uy, puro matatamis to ah. Nakalagay niya, food for the gods. <laughs> I will be God later. Laga <laughs> mamamatay ka na nga. <laughs> para bang, ano, para hindi, biro lang. Pero what I'm saying is, wow, this is crazy. Now, listen. Now, everybody dies. And kanya lang, this, the, si, ano, si Lazarus, he went to, to Abraham's bosom. While the rich man went, where? In Hades. Then he lifted up, us, up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. Wow. Here's the guy, he was what? In Hades. Being in torment. How painful that torment would have been. Tingnan niyo po. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And for us, when we read this, we read it so fast. Perhaps he was saying like, Father, Abraham, mercy on me. Diba kasi, tuyo-tuyo eh. Have you seen someone who is so dry to speak? Ang hirap magsalta ng ganun. Parang, 
the tip, the tip, the tip of his finger in water and cut off my tongue. And I'm in hunger. It is flame. Are you imagining? Look, look, look. Then he said, if we go for a fish, no, no, no. Between us, there is a great chasm fixed. So though those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able. And that none, of, that none may cross over from there to us. You know what God is saying? The moment you die, you will go straight to your assignment. And it's non-transferable. Kung saan ka na-assign, doon ka na. Kaya nga, he, say, he was saying, it is appointed unto, unto man to die once. After which, judgment. Diretso na. Nakakandilihan? Now, this guy, he was in torment. And he said, you see, and he said, then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers in order that they may warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Because we have the same lifestyle. And you know, Abraham, his, you know what his, what his reply was? If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. What does this mean? Huh? Listen to Moses, prophets. Ano yan? So if you don't understand this, then for sure, you will go where the rich man went. Tama ba? Now, ano yung ibig sabihin ito? If you read for, further, you will see this. And he said to them, O foolish men, slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning who? Himself. In all this scripture, what Jesus is saying, if they won't believe in me, whom Moses and the prophets wrote about, they will never be spared from this place, Hades. Are you following? Now, how sure we are? Even John gave also the same description. And this is what he said. Philip found Nathaniel and said, we have found him of whom Moses in the law, and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He made it very clear. Jesus of Nazareth, not from Pampanga, not from Davao, not from Mexico, not from, from whatever place. It is the Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. What he is saying is this. There is no other way for you and me to be saved, but only through Jesus Christ. Are you following? I know this and I had to come because human beings are hopeless. They are helpless. And there's no other way for, for this big issue to be solved but only through me. Now, he also further explained this. Listen, he did not stop there. Remember Hades? Remember Hades? One day, death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. That's the first death. This is the second death, the lake of fire. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, have you noticed that the rich man had no name because his name was not written in the book of life? But Lazarus was mentioned because his name was written in the book of life. One day, if your name is not written in the book of life, God will just describe you some, something like the man who attends the service with a purple shirt. <laughs> Gusto mo yon? Or with a checkered long sleeve? Di ba? Gusto mo yung ganon? 
Obviously, we don't want that. We want to be named because we want to make sure that we are written in the book of life. Now, let's continue. But for the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, immoral persons, sorcerers, idolaters, maybe you have not committed all of those, but all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Reading this, I could not imagine. What? Lake of fire? And it did not stop there. What does it mean to be in a lake of fire? Look at this. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire. Where the beast and the false prophet are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Do you want to imagine how long is forever and ever? Balik natin ulit yung kanina. Okay lang? Asan na sila? They have are gone forever. <laughs> Pag-isipan nyo mabuti. Halimbawa, this is forever. Your life is just a dot. Kulang pa to. Naintindihan? Buti malinis. What I'm saying is, can you really imagine that forever? And sabi lang, para sa demonyo lang yan. No, you're not, you're not listening. Even Jesus said, depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. It's for everybody. That's why he came, because he needed to destroy the power of death. That is the devil. He wants us to be freed. From where? From the fear of death. That we don't want to be, he doesn't want us to be subject to slavery, to death again. He wants us to be freed from there. That's the point. That's why he came. Are you following? Now listen to this. How did he do that? Does it mean Satan has no power at all anymore? No, this is what it means. In Colossians, you were dead because of your sins. You are to be forever dead. First death, second death, you're dead. Because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ. For he, what? Forgave all what? Liars? All your lies are sins. Then look at this. He canceled the record of the charges against us. Maybe if you are to look at your life now, and if you think that you're qualified with God without His coming and His death, listen. Satan can easily accuse us, and he can make use of that because God is a God of justice. Andalila sabihin, Oh, you're a moral person. You see, no, I did not engage to any women. I just, I'm faithful to my wife. <laughs> did you not look at a woman with lust? I did. Aren't you watching porns? With my wife? Wala ka ng excuse. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Pero what God did is this. He removed the records. And what did, he do? what did he do? Took it away by nailing it on the cross. Wow! Pero in mo, ano pong pangalan nyo? Kayo po. Tulog na ba kayo? Ay, hindi, gising, gising, gising. Ano po? John. Imagine John, for example. John! Nagsinungaling ka. Remember during Christmas, you asked for discount? And you did not pay! Satan will accuse. And God would say, where is your evidence? 
sabi niya, yeah, I'm guilty as charged, but you see, Jesus, I came to you. And Jesus would answer, where is your evidence? Here! And he could not find it. Why? Because Jesus took the evidence and nailed it on the cross and it was covered with his blood. That's Christmas. There is no other way for you to, be, to, be, to cancel all those debts, but only through Christmas, through Jesus. Now listen, but here's the, in this way, look at the words, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So you don't need to be slave to Satan anymore. You are freed. If Satan would say, come on, you're not, you, you can never change. Come. No, you don't need. You can just say, I'm sorry. You have no power in me. Jesus Christ died for me. Jesus Christ was born the first Christmas day, and he died for me. Are you following? This is why here's the gift, the big gift. The big gift, yes, we, have, we are supposed to be dead, but God said, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember, you cannot have eternal life apart from Jesus. You know why? Because according to John, this life, in fact, life was manifested. We have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. The eternal life is the person. He became human. He manifested himself to us. In fact, this eternal life is Jesus Christ himself. He is the big gift. The free gift of eternal life is Jesus himself. You cannot have the gift without Jesus. You may try your best to have eternal life, but if you reject Jesus and you reject what he did on the cross, you are still dead. This is what he was saying. Now let's continue. And the one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. And you know whether you have the Son of God in you. There's a testimony in yourself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his son. What was the testimony about his son? What was it all about? And here is the testimony that God has given us what? Eternal life. And this life is in his son. And who has the son has the life. And he who does not have the son of God does not have the life. Can you imagine for so many years, for so many Christmases, we celebrated it, focusing on the celebration and not on Jesus himself. Ilang beses na? Ilang Pasko na lumipas? We are so focused, anxious about the preparation, anxious about the gifts, anxious about so many things, the food, cooking, everything. And we're so tired that we have forgotten just to celebrate. You're all I want. For Christmas, and you're all my dream come true. Are you following? May, he, may we just desire Him and nobody else. And look at this. Can we have this now? Yes. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. You have to have it now. Don't wait for tomorrow, for tomorrow might be too late. You know what God is offering to us? A big gift? For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. In other words, we'll be delivered from eternal punishment by His life. 
So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Now allow me to end it this way. If you come to understand life, you come to understand that Jesus indeed is the resurrection and the life. As he claimed in John 11, for example, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And he's asking the same question to all of us because a gift can only be yours if you accept it. Tamaba? And don't ever insult God by saying, this is my gift for you and said, how much, Lord? I will do everything needed just to have that gift. And God said, no, you're insulting me. I'm giving this as a free gift. Are you following? This is a free gift. I have given it to you. The child is given to you. Are you following? Hello? You know when Mary came to understand that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, that those who believe in Jesus, though, dies, though they die, they live. Amazing. Anong ginawa niya? I'll show you what she did. And hopefully, as we go home, we would never forget that this is the way what God wants us to do. When, whenever we think that Jesus alone is the eternal life we have. He took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Don't you know that the disciples got so angry when she did that? When church, they were so indignant. You know why? Because she broke the alabaster jar. It is but customary to put some ointment, to put some perfume. But to break that perfume, and that's a very costly perfume, you know how costly it, would, it, it was? Because it was an heirloom. An heirloom, it is being passed from one generation to another. It is for emergency cases that they can sell it. And even a wealthy individual would not, could not afford to just break it that way and to be wasted that way. But here is Mary telling us, I don't really care what people think, but I am willing to waste everything for the Lord. I am willing to be wasted for Jesus because He gave me life and He is my life. And another thing, rude thing that he, she did that make everybody be perhaps surprised, He used her hair to wipe the feet. Now listen, in their custom, they had to wear this veil. Tama? Bakit? they were not supposed to show their hair just publicly. It is exclusively for their husband or within the family. These are people who are very close to your heart. You know what Mary did? She removed that and wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair as if she was saying, Lord, I am totally yours. All yours. If you truly understand eternal life, you truly understand the gift that God has given you, you cannot just say, I will just listen and say, I'm blessed, hallelujah. No. You're supposed to be part of the body of Christ. And we are saying to Jesus, I'm totally yours, Lord. Whatever you may want me to be used, I am willing to you be used by you because God wants to use you. Friends, let us stop. Just kidding ourselves, saying that I love Jesus. No, loving Jesus is giving your all as He has given His all towards us. This is what He said in Titus. We ourselves were one foolish, disobedient, and wrong. We were slaves to passion, 
pleasures of all kinds. We spend our lives in malice and envy. Others hated us and we hated them. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, was revealed, He saved us. It was not because of any good deeds that we ourselves had done, but because of His own mercy that He saved us through the Holy Spirit who gives us new birth and new life by washing us. But God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that by His grace we might be put right with God and come into possession of the eternal life we hope for. Friends, even before thinking of yourself being poured out before God, remember that it was God, precious treasure, Jesus, who was really poured out for us. If he did not think of his own life a waste just to save you and me, should, does he deserve less? Pag-isipan ninyo. Pag-isipan ninyo. Now, tanong yung sarili niya. You ask yourself, have you really given your all to Jesus? Or some of your time? Oh, it's part time. I'm too busy. Yung simple challenge of the church just for us to serve one another to a small group, sometimes we keep on giving excuses and we say we have given all. I'm telling you, God, if you truly accept and receive this big surprise, that the God would be willing to come to just save us, then we would surely share this extraordinary experience that tell the world Christmas is every day with Jesus. Shall we just listen to the choir before I end to illustrate our response to God as we receive this gift?
just for us to be saved. Jesus is also expecting us to love him back. You know, and Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And his commandments are simple. You know why? But very demanding. You love one another as I have loved you. And he said, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, friends, if we truly understand this Christmas, that this big surprise was given to us in the form of a baby and died on the cross when after 30 years or so, just for you and me to be saved, to be spared from eternal punishment, God also wants us to tell the world that He alone is the hope for eternity. No one else. And God, you, uh, God chose you and me to be part of His body, to represent Him and tell the world, God loves you. God loves you. And allow me to show that love through my life, through my service, through my work in the office, through my relationship to my my husband and wife, or to my children, to my family, to my neighbors. Let the love of Jesus be seen in all of us. Shall we just bow down our heads and close our eyes? Friends, if you have not yet received Jesus to be the very gift of God for you this Christmas, if you have not even received Him in your life, now is the time. Don't wait for tomorrow. You see, you cannot share the extraordinary Christmas if you yourself have not experienced the extraordinary Jesus who became ordinary for you. The very big God who became too small for you that you may become big time with Him. If you have not received that yet and you want somehow to understand that He is alone is the eternal life that you need in order for you to be spared from eternal damnation, friends, why don't you invite Him to your heart now? Why don't you invite him and say, Lord, I believe in you, Jesus, that you alone are the eternal life that I need, that you are the testimony of God. I believe in God. I believe in his testimony. I believe that there is no other way for me to be saved from eternal punishment but through Jesus Christ. And thank you, Jesus, that you came. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sin. Thank you, Jesus, that you did not remain dead, but you rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. Truly, you are the Redeemer who lives. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Yes, let that be your prayer before God. Let that be your prayer before the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And somehow, if, if you are already a Christian, you know this gift, why don't you just appreciate Jesus by giving your all? Not a portion of your time, but all of your time. Not a portion of your treasure, but all of your treasure. Let it be dispensed by God's will in His ways. Not only with what is pleasurable to you, but what will bring honor and glory to Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand as we come before God in prayer? Thank you, Lord. As we commit ourselves also to the Lord, that we may truly accept that gift and exp allow that gift to be shared to others. Thank you, Lord. That's, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Because you have thought of us even before the foundation of the world. Thank you, Lord, that you know how sinful we are.
And yet you came. You partook the same flesh that we have, that you may save us, that you may render the power of death, just the devil, to be powerless in order for us to be freed from slavery of its death again. Father God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for such deliverance. Now we are free to proclaim who you are. We are free to serve you, Jesus. We are free not to worry any longer, O oh God, about our needs, but for us to live only, solely for you. We are free, Lord God, to do, Lord, with, with a cheerful heart in serving you. Lord God, in any, in any way, Father God, that you want us to serve you, that will reflect your love towards others, the love that you have for us. Yes, we are praying that we may also be spilled, be broken and spilled out for you, Lord Jesus, as you were broken and spilled out for us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that we will not just, Father God, celebrate Christmas for a moment, for a day, but we are to celebrate for a lifetime by just, Lord, rescuing souls who are, Lord God, Lord, towards eternal fire, snatching them away from it, O oh God, that there would be great celebration always in heaven. Father God, may we be, Father God, confident enough to speak of your truth by your Holy Spirit, by your power, and Father God, by your courage and confidence. Lord, thank you. Use us, O oh God, as you have called us to be your messenger, as you have called us, Father God, to make disciples of all nations. Thank you, Lord God. That's no longer about our limitation. It's no longer about our weaknesses, but it's all about your power. It's all about who you are, the God who became human to bring us, Father God, to where we should be and to be usable for you and that we may be with you forever and ever. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you because you first love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Merry Christmas.